0: CRCFM Sport with Guinness Castlevar, home to Mayo's best range of bedroom and bathroom supplies.
1: Well, you're all very welcome back here to the Saturday Sports Show on 102.9 CRCFM on Quinvin Rowland, and we are going to be continuing our build-up the coverage for that all-important All Ireland Final is coming up next week between Mayo and Dublin. Half three, I believe the throw. I have five, rather. I believe the throw-in is expected to be. Well, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by one man who knows the preparations for all Ireland fi- Finals in and out, and that is John Mohan. John, a very good afternoon and welcome to the sports show.
0: Thanks, Grieving.
1: For James Horan, looking ahead to the upcoming final. What are some of the most important things that he will feel he has to get right in terms of the preparation, in terms of the sports psychology that we all know now is so crucial in defining winners and losers in such crucial matches?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting question. And um, uh, this year, as we know, Cleveland is totally different. I mean, uh, the manager hasn't had to deal uh, with the, the hype that comes with being in an Northern Final. Uh, no uh, events, no big gigs, um, and uh, it was something I, I was always concerned about in the past, uh, that we kind of, you know, the players, you try and protect them as much as you possibly can from the the hype that comes with being in the Northern Finals. So that has been removed from the equation, So which means you can completely and utterly focus in on um, just the game itself. And, you know, the boys will obviously go up, I would suspect, on the fri- on the Friday for a Saturday g- game. That's unusual in itself. Northern Finals, historically, would have been on a Sunday afternoon. So that, that's a little bit different, and uh, they'll obviously have a, a hotel to themselves. So I know in the early days, we were always concerned about the venue and not leaking where the venue might be, whether it was the City West Hotel or wherever you were staying, the Grand Hotel in Malahide. We've used likes of those things in the past. But you'd always be a little bit concerned that the were to get out where the team was staying in case you'd have a huge volume of male supporters, well-intentioned, but might just upset the rhythm of what you're trying to do and infiltrate the that kind of a bubble that you're trying to uh, wrap the players in. So, this is completely different. And so, James would be completely entirely be able to focus in on just the game itself and trying to get his matchups right and who he'd like to see picking up who. But of course, Dublin will dictate that to a large extent. And uh, But so from that perspective, from the whole psy- um, the psychology of it, he's very lucky that he's a very, very experienced group with the exception of those younger boys that are after coming in, the Osteen um, Mullins and the O'Mclocklands. But, this All-Ireland final it's a bit like another game. Not, see, there's no crowd there. You won't have 84,000 people. You won't have the media hype that normally takes place and associated with All-Ireland Finals. So all that's removed from the equation. So, I mean, he'd be reliant on the older heads, the wise heads that are amongst the group, and he has many of those, that, that they, they will be able to um, look after the younger fellows and get them to um, the occasion uh, reasonably tuned and uh, ready for action.
1: Would you be of the camp that believes zero fans in stadiums benefits these male players they're able to play with a lot more abandon uh, put in impressive performances without the faithful yet oftentimes groaning male supporters uh, there behind them scrutinizing every mistake or near miss
0: look at the, the reality is uh, uh, playing your hobby playing inter-county football is a, is a choice of pleasure it's, it's the liberation of your ego it's Something you want to do is to crave for big days and playing in front of a crowd, and particularly a Mayo crowd in Court Crow Park. There's no bigger than that. Like I mean, when you look back in your career, when you're retired and what have you, think about the fantastic occasions. And if Mayo are to go on and win this All Ireland final, there's a huge chunk of it missing. There'll be an asterisk after this All Ireland final because it's unique and it's different than those that would have um, happened. Over the last 110 or 15 years, so this is quite unusual in that regard. But um, I think every male footballer would love to be playing in front of a male crowd. There's something unique and special about All Ireland final day and the atmosphere and the crack that comes with it, and just even the drive in the bus. Uh, I, I often recall, like I mean, we would we'll go up on a Saturday before All Ireland semi-finals or finals. There's a part of you that would love to be out mingling and mixing with the crowd and the supporters and having the fun that comes with supporting your your county team. And when you're involved as a footballer, as a manager, or a coach, or whatever it is, you miss that. You miss the crack of that. And thankfully, I've experienced it in, in a number of occasions since. But um, I think the players will miss it. I would. Uh, I know if I was a male footballer, I would rather play in front of a big crowd in Crow Park. As I say, it removes the pressure of them. The young fellows will be able to go out and express themselves. But then there are other players who rise, of Lee Keegan, in particular, a guy that would relish and thrive on big match occasions when the crowd is there and. That, um, he always delivers and maybe the likes of a crowd would inspire the likes of him so it's it, it's hard to know but I know personally I would rather the crowd be there if I was a
1: footballer. Do you feel Lee Keegan needs to put in a positive performance in the final itself? He has done so against the Dubs in the past but he hasn't really looked to be as comfortable as we have seen Lee Keegan before certainly throughout this championship so far.
0: Look at bit I suppose the big the big issue that came out of the, the tripperary game, its created a little bit of confusion for us all. We were brilliant when we were, when we were brilliant. And the last 15, 20 minutes, we, we looked so porous at the back. And I suppose, let's be honest with you, everybody's kind of, unfortunately, pinpointing the full back line, whether that's O'Shea Mullen or Chris Barrett or Lee. But, like, I mean, Lee is such an inspirational footballer. He is, um, I mean, multi-talented. And to me, his best position is on the half-back line. I had. I, I, I've, I've been lucky enough. Lucky enough I've enough. I've got the um, the analysis that the Tipperary team were presented with uh, prior to the uh, prior to uh, All Ireland semi final, where they broke down and examined and scrutinised every individual footballer. that was a um, male footballer, that is, and it was they who suggested their analysis. Like, I mean, Lee Keegan. You know, obviously, you, you wouldn't have to be a genius to recognise this. His long burst and runs from the half back line was, have always been a feature. He's a little bit corralled in the in the full back line because that's not um, an obvious feature of his game in recent times. He was always a score threat coming off the half back line, and you know his physicality and his know-how out around that se- sector was telling. But he's not an orthodox cornerback, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, people might suggest he's a little bit slow in the turn or He did that, and the you other know, that would have appeared uh, to be, have been the situation uh, last uh, last um, weekend. But nonetheless, he's an absolute super super footballer, and if Mayor are going to have any chance. We need Lee and Chris in particular; those wise heads, and to a lesser extent, Oshin. You know, in his debut year, he he needs a a big performance as well. So let's hope that that full back line can gel a little bit better than they appear to them the last day against Tip.
1: Yeah, I think it is important to remember, I suppose, for Mayo fans that you know Brendan Harrison is missing as well. He's a long-term injury absentee. He would be involved in that full back line surely if he was fully fit. But John, do players? I suppose express their dissatisfaction or their feelings if they are played out of position. Do they without directly communicating their feelings, would they go on to perform much poorer than you would expect them to do so if you're asking them a favor to play, you know, out of their own natural position?
0: Well you hope you wouldn't be challenged in that decision. Like I mean the reality is the management recognise. Uh, um every footballer's um you know his, his skill set is suited to a certain position like i mean we all know that uh, and probably that lee is a is a better halfback then but we're forced into a situation because obviously we haven't got um too many options in the full back line and uh i would much rather see lee in the half back line um and that's you know that's the obvious thing but then you've got paddy Drucken to, to uh, cater for and he's an uh, absolute i mean genius of a halfback as we know you've got um Owe McLaughlin who's I'd say at this you know, he wouldn't be able to play in the full back line and obviously Stephen Cohn six so you're limited with your choice so it's a question of listen Lee look I mean I, you know sit down and say Lee we're going to have to play in the full in the full back line in the story and you would hope you know Lee probably might might uh, utter his, uh, um, his dissatisfaction but a true lawyer footballer would put his hand up and say look I'll play wherever you want me to play and I'll do whatever job you ask me to do because I want to try and land this title back to Mayo so yeah, that's the reality of equipping.
1: If I can go back, John, to the almanac, I suppose the temporary book of analysis that they had uh, prior to the semi-final. What was their interpretation or their idea behind the Mayo kick-out? Because it's been a much maligned aspect of of this James Horan team. David Clark's kick-outs haven't been setting the world alight. We don't seem to have the midfield that can fetch ball in the air. What were 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 the tip plans to try and combat and take further advantage of Mayo's weakness in the middle third?
0: Well, I I couldn't really quote directly from it. I mean, first of all, I'm a huge fan of David Clark, arguably the best shop stopper in the country, and there's no question about that. And this argument about Robbie Robbie and uh, and David Clark, unfortunately, and I felt very very sorry uh, when uh, Robbie was changed for the All Ireland uh, replay a couple of years ago, and in hindsight. It was a mistake, and poor Robbie. Just unfortunately for him, had a couple of uh, um, there was a couple of uh, um, unfortunate incidents took place in that game before he was uh, um, he was um, sent off. But the bottom line is, David. I mean, the temporary nozzle was David. David Clark's, uh, I think how they describe his kick outs. Um, when you squeeze up in his kick outs, uh, they normally hang in the air. They don't. They're not very long. He's not a a and that can drive the ball sixty five seventy yards if a team pushes right up on on, on the uh, double defence, Cookson can bypass midfield and has done so in the past with, with enormous pinpoint accuracy. You know, Davis kept us in the game with some wonderful top-draw saves. Like, I mean, uh, Tipperary could have scored six, seven goals, this is a, a worrying um, issue for us. But um, if we cannot go short, if we cannot clip a short out to a... The likes of uh, uh, Chris Bart or Lee Keegan or out to Stephen Cohn at six, or even to Paddy Drucum. We need greater movement from our half back line or full back line. When David Clark races out with that ball and invariably he does, he's sprinting to get a ball that's at the bottom of the post and get it out. And they will be counting the seconds uh, to give every opportunity for him to um, go short. Because when we go short, we have a huge success rate. Every time we go short with the ball, obviously, you're, you're yeah. and then when David.
1: Hello, John. Can you hear us there? I seem to have some issue with the line.
0: Oh, I can hear you loud and clear, keeping, Yeah. yeah can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you You're just back there. Ap- apologise. I don't know what happened there. But um, look, at the, uh, um, yes, uh, um, if, if Dublin push up on us, uh, we might be in a serious problems. because Sentinel, and I expect it might be Howard that'll start there for Dublin next Saturday. We could be in, uh, on. on in big trouble there because and the argument is well do we bring a out to the middle of the field to contest with david fenton if david clark is uh, is um forced to go long so those are questions that have been around the head of james horn and Kim macdonald and his management team uh, prior to next saturday he has got to go short as often as possible can but dublin will have a big say on whether he does or not
1: yeah, a lot of the Mayo ball from the kickouts seem to go to the wide areas. To Oshin to Mullen seem to find space. Is that an area as well where Mayo will have to try and figure out when Dublin do deploy a sweeper, as we are all expecting they've done so throughout every single championship match. That perhaps we we can use that to our advantage for the kickouts and maybe put somebody who can win primary position in space.
0: Well, look. The, the bottom line is if, if we if we push um, up an extra uh, a player. To try and go short, um, Dublin more than likely will push up because very often we see the the Dubs abandon uh, their de- defense and push right up on uh, on um, on the Mayo kickouts. So you know, don't be surprised to have um, six or seven Dublin um, Dublin blue jerseys facing David Clark when he goes to go short. They will not Dublin will not allow David Clark to go short because they see this as maybe a huge aspect for a Dublin success. Is if they force David Clark to go. Um, go along with his kickouts and they're kind of they're kickouts that hang in the air and we haven't got huge big ball uh, winning ability I mean the two boys I expect to play there obviously Matthew and and uh, Conor Loftus um, you would Im- imagine they might struggle against the likes of a Brian Fenton who's arguably played the football of his life he's just he's in incredible form at the moment so we could be in serious problems there but we will try and go short but Dublin will have a big say in whether we do or not
1: Looking at the team that will be selected by James Horan, do you expect any major surprise, any huge change from what we have seen so far? It's only really throughout the substitutes that we seem to get much of a a change game on game. You've ruled out the idea of changing a goalkeeper, but Tom Parsons came on for the last few minutes, the last day, and didn't seem to be totally rusty and out of match practice.
0: I don't anticipate any change. Uh, The big um, uh, question... Uh, I would have is about um, Oral McLaughlin uh, who appeared to come off with some sort of knee injury I'm not quite sure uh, um, is there any rumours circulating about that but I I wouldn't imagine uh, James Holm would have taken Oral McLaughlin a guy who needs all the match experience and big game experience in Court Park because obviously he's in his debut year so I'd say that um, the fact that he was taken off I, I, I watch on the television like you and many others um, I begin to surmise that he must have picked up an injury so he's the only one and if anything has happened in training and I hope not but he's the only one that I would be thinking well was he injured because if he wasn't injured I would expect he would be left on so I don't anticipate any changes uh, to be quite honest with you a lot of the boys that we have in our in our subs has very little game time if it's Jamie O'Shea or Keith Higgins or uh, Brickington from West uh, Westport they have no game time and you can't be afford a uh, in an All-Ireland final to be t- uh, trying out things. A guy that might not have played a single uh, minute of football in this year's Championship be thrown into an All-Ireland final. So I don't anticipate many changes, quite honestly. Jordan Frame came on the last day. Certainly he, I, I can't see him starting. Um, so, no, I don't anticipate any changes, quite
1: Yeah, I think it will be much the same, I think, so far from James Horan's selection when it comes to next Saturday. Looking back as well on that the Tipperary game, Killian O'Connor, for all the right reasons, stole all the headlines throughout the national newspapers, scoring a colossal amount, 4-9 in one single championship game. The narrative, I think, has annoyed a lot of Mayo fans, whether he's a marquee forward or whatever that nonsense was uh, during half uh, halftime analysis of him. But is he, quite simply, John, the greatest player to have played the game?
0: Well, I certainly of to enter into that uh, debate. Everybody would have an opinion on who was the greatest footballer that ever played the game. Certainly, he's, uh, his scoring prowess uh, um, over the last eight or nine years uh, has been quite incredible. And 4-9 in, uh, I, um, I think, Worry Gallagher from, from Manas I scored a, a bucket of uh, goals and points in a, in a championship game a number of years ago, uh, the current um, um, Derry manager. But... Uh, no, I, I'm Killian was incredible the last day. Gee, he was so sharp, and he, I mean the ruthlessness of it, and the way he, 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 I know the second uh, or the second goal I think it was. Um, he was just quite incredible, and I, I can't ever recall seeing such a, a super performance from an individual player. But I expect that Johnny Cooper would pick him up the next day, and uh, there'll be no love lost <laughs> between um, Dublin and Mayo. But they have great res- mutual respect for one another. But I can guarantee you. He will get very very close attention um, from Johnny Cooper I expect and I expect Merchant to pick up and um, our speed merchant tommy Conroy, so it 's going to be incredibly difficult for any forward to repeat and I thought Tommy Conroy the last day was absolutely superb I mean he would have be been in, in, in the running for Amanda match when for for one um, of be Killians uh, four nine He certainly deserved um, that and uh, that plaudits. but uh it's it's uh it, Killian was just awesome, but I expect obviously nothing will come as easy as that. Um, and uh I I read what they had anticipated from Killian and the Tipperary boys did recognise and respect him greatly in the analysis I had seen they conducted on Killian before the game, but certainly they wouldn't have expected four nine from a from a corner forward in the championship and all in semi final.
1: Can I ask what they expected of Rhino O'Donoghue Because he's been a player who's flown under the radar but impressed every time he has worn that jersey. He seems to have game intelligence well beyond his years and has that certain X factor that we haven't really seen since a very famous number 11, Kerr McDonald, held that position. What have you made of him so far, John? And what, in fact, were Tipperary keeping an eye out for from the young man from Belmullet?
0: Well, I thought Mark Moore uh, would have started in the audience semi final. I was expecting that maybe there might have been one change part of the game, and I was kind of half-anticipating that. But I have to say, after the game, I mean, Ryan, Ryan O'Donnell has gone way up in my uh, um, in my estimation. He, I thought he was superb. I thought uh, there was a great energy about him, and I thought it was the finest performance I've ever seen from uh, uh, from Ryan. And I've watched him now, obviously, at minor and under-20 level, and I have great respect for him because my own young fellow was involved uh, with the... Uh, underage teams and he's he's that advantage but I have to say his performance the last day was quite superb and I have to say I just I, 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 I him a standing ovation here because his work ethic I didn't think he had that range of skills and the energy that he displayed at 11 but uh, he certainly fully justifies his position and uh, he's gone way up in my estimation and he's beginning to become uh, a very 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 talented uh, centre half forward who plays with Guile and uh, yeah, this was super energy to him, so I was hugely impressed.
1: Going back on the expected matchups for the All-Ireland final, we saw Philip McMahon make an appearance at the end of the Dublin Cavan semi-final. Do you expect him to start from the off to keep an eye on Aidan O'Shea and renew their old rivalry?
0: Yeah, yeah I'm quite honest with you. Uh, I had that debate with Willie Joe and Martin Carney this morning and Tom O'Reilly. We met for a cup of coffee and. Well, it's when most guys meet a uh, very the topic is, uh, is football and Mayo. Um, and right now, uh, we all thought that Philly McMahon, certainly he, he looked very, very comfortable when he came on the last day against Cavan. And uh, he broke a huge amount of ball away from Gavigan when he went into 14. He was a perceived aerial threat. And he was and is. And he proved that against Johnny Gall Gavigan I'm referring to. But uh, Philly McMahon came off the, um, the bench and went in there at fullback back and looked very, very accomplished. So I wouldn't be one bit surprised if there was a change in the Dublin uh, defence, and that man will be Philly McMahon to pick up Aidan O'Shea, assuming that we're going to, and I expect we will, that Aiden will be playing orthodox uh, 14 as orthodox as he uh, as he possibly can be. We have the argument then, well do we need Aidan O'Shea to contest the midfield uh, midfield uh, aerial battles with uh, with Fenton. So yeah, it, it's very much dependent uh, on what what happens, but I expect that. Uh, Billy McMahon could certainly, he's the one Dublin footballer that wouldn't be surprised to see start. I could see Howard coming on as well, but when you look at the Dublin team for a second, I know I understand we, we spend a lot of time talking about Mayo, but when you see the quality uh, of their team, and I think they've only, I know from 2015, they've about eight or nine newcomers, but those newcomers are arguably as good if not better. We will lament the fact that I mean, they've no Jeremy Connolly and they've lost uh, um, so many uh, footballers that of his, uh, the Brogans, for argument's sake, gone and um, but you look at the type of players after are um, after uh, Merchant, we know how good he is. And you look at uh, um, O'Callaghan and to see the way he has developed. And you know, they obviously have great time for, for Bugler. He really hasn't caught my eye with his performances. But I believe in Dublin they have great, great time for him. I mean, the quality they have on their bench, when you think that Carl McCoslo or, or, or Paul Mannion kind of get onto that forward line, it just gives you an indication of the type of quality that Dublin have. But the really thing that impresses me and has impressed me in the games I've watched Dublin this year, particularly in the Leinster Championship, right up to this point, through our semi-final and now into the final, is their appetite and hunger and desire. It hasn't waned one bit under the new management of Desi Farrell, and that kind of surprised me because everyone expected that Dublin were slipping back and the same appetite and the hunger and the desire would be there. we We were all wrong on that count because they look very, very hungry.
1: Yeah, it's frightening how robotic they seem to be towards winning every match they go out and play. Looking at the matchups from the Mayo defensive aspect of it, it's it's giving a lot of Mayo fans sleepless nights uh, from that temporary performance. But who do you expect to pick up? Conor Callahan and Kieran Kilkenny, the two major hitters. You mentioned Bugler there as well, Paddy Small. Also, it can cause major issues for any defensive line throughout the country. Where will James Horan look to, to match up to his own best strengths?
0: I mean... You just mentioned a guy there, Paddy Small, when I talk about the new kids in the block. I mean, Paddy Small, when he gathers the ball, he's a fantastic man to win a mark, as we know. But when he wins the ball, I mean, he stands up momentarily and looks at you more or less in the eyes, and then he drives straight at the defenders. I mean, that's, he's incredible. And from from north to 60 miles an hour, there's no man better. And he, he takes on his man every time. We're going to be firefighting around, right around the, the pitch because there's such a range of talent. I mean... Chris Barrett, I mean, I, I would not being in any way disrespectful to him. I mean, he, he, he began he to leak a little bit, understandably, with, the, with, with, uh, with his age. He's not the young kid he was, but, I mean, he was a ferocious tacker. And you could identify him, and he was identified by Tipperary, as the best man marker on that Mayo team. You can't say that right now. Uh, Chris probably isn't. Paddy isn't the best man marker. He's a great man driving forward, but struggles a little bit in his defensive duties. Lee is beginning to leak a little bit. He's not as sharp on the turn as he was heretofore. O'Shea Mullen may have been caught a little bit vulnerable on the high ball. So you imagine, well, can we afford to put O'Shea Mullen in the likes of Dean Rock? Probably not. But well, Callan to me is the main main threat in the full forward line. Would you put um, Lee Keegan on him? But is Chris able for Johnny uh, for 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 um, uh, for small? I mean, these are things that. You would, what well, you'd want to sit down and analyse in absolutely scientific detail and forensic detail every single videotape of Dublin this year, because right around the, that that forward line, and irrespective of that, that huge, I mean, they're so multi-talented. And then, if for argument's sake, if you were Chris Burns or Lee King and a Rushy Mullin, you felt you've done a wonderful job on the man you're, you've been deployed to pick up, and after forty-five or fifty minutes you see the likes of Paul Mannion coming on, or you see the likes of Costa coming on. And just when you begin to get your wind, these come, uh, guys come off the bench and, the, and you just re-energise it again, and they're now a new threat to you. I have to say it's a, it's, it's a daunting challenge for a manager to try and get these matchups right. And you think they've got them right, and you, five minutes into the game, oh my God, we are going to switch this. And you make one switch, and the whole thing is going out the window. So I would imagine that James Horn will go out with what he thinks is the best matchups. But oh, don't, don't, uh, I'd do be one bit surprised after 10 or 15 minutes if you have to tweak that and change it around again.
1: Considering Mayo's disappointing result against Dublin in the All-Ireland last year, it looked to be a first half where Mayo showed very positive signs. It stuck with Dublin and then they came out and just totally buried James Horan's side uh, into, the, into, the, into the ground really. It was demoralising to say the least. Mayo are totally different from the team of last year. The break seems to have benefited them. The younger players have all come on leaps and bounds. Tommy Conroy is a free-scoring corner forward that we haven't had before. We have the options off the bench. And do you think, similarly too, we don't have the arduous qualification backdoor run that we had to go through last year, which seemed to have totally exhausted uh, a lot of players who had gone to the well so many times for this county. Do you feel the bench now is totally different, that it gives us that extra level that we can keep up with Dublin's physicality for the entire length of the game?
0: Well, Creven, there's so many questions in there that remain unanswered and uh, we'll never really know. And the bottom line is we we appear to have um, a team in, in, in transition and we mentioned the Tommy Conroys and the All McLaughlins and the O'Shea Mullins. Certainly those three have really, really come in and uh, had it significantly to our team. Great to see Conor Loftus who's been on that squad for so many years and Matthew Rowan has had a significant rest through injury, unfortunately for his case, but looks re-energised and refreshed. But um, the backdoor route would have would have benefited the likes of Anushin Mullen. It would have benefited the likes of Anor McLaughlin and Tommy Connery in more games, but certainly the likes of Chris Barrett and Lee Keegan and Kevin McLaughlin would never appreciate it. So, I don't know, um, really, with our bench. Uh, Darryl Cohn is uh, um, uh, um, an option you know, Jordan Flynn, I mean, he's new to this scene as well. You just, I'm a little bit unsure, quite honest with you, if our bench is in any way comparable to what the options Dublin have off the bench. You just hope, I'd say, they start in 15, you keep them on the park as long as you possibly can and hope that they get you into a position. If you can get to the last water break in touching distance of Dublin, and that would be the challenges. And I think that's the challenge of every team that go out. You, you go to the w- first water break, you go to the second water break, or halftime, you go to the the, 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 war, the second water break. And if you're in contact within touching this of Dublin, you'd just be hoping that they might become spooked and the weight of expectation on them might just begin to open up doors for, for the likes of Atomic Conroy and Aidan O'Shea. And that, I think that would be the target. Stay with them as long as you possibly can. Hope to become a little bit spooked. Certainly be, 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 be always conscious coming out of the second half. As you mentioned there Cleveland last year, we were blown away in about seven or eight, nine minutes and as it of the second half with the game was just taken away completely from us and you're just hanging on there looking for respectability going down the home stretch. So, look, there's an awful lot to ponder over there and uh, yeah, I, I would hope whatever the starting 15 is that they will be um, able to do a job for us into maybe the 55th, 50, 50, 60th minute and then maybe a couple of guys off the bench that might be able to come in and do a job for us. But, um yeah, we're ask we're asking a lot because we're going up against a team that are. If you were to benchmark right now today, looking at the performance to date, you'd you'd have to say we've more doubts about our team, particularly after the last 15-20 minutes against uh, Tipperary. Now you can uh, might say, look, John, with the game was done and as we we were home and holes at that stage, and but those aspects of it, our kick-outs began to become problematic and. I mean, we seem to have a gateway right through the heart of a defence. I wasn't quite sure. Was Stephen Cohen playing at six at that juncture? Where was he? How come uh, Tipperary were able to open us up so easily? Now, the good thing is it happened in that game where we were so comfortable with winners. So in the last two weeks, I would expect that will have been addressed very, very uh, diligently by the mail management. And that we'll have uh, identified, you cannot leave the back door open. Our half-back line was pulled too far up the field, we left a full back line isolated. And if you leave that gap uh, open, and if you have distance, maybe 56 metres between half back line and full back line, it's impossible for uh, 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 anyone in the full back line to defend that kind of situation. Expect maybe Kevin McLaughlin to be deployed as a sweeper. I, I expect that, or certainly to get to six to allow maybe Stephen Cohen to get back and have that full back line. Huge amount of those little um, issues. If it's Look, no, if, if things go well for us, and as I say, everything going well, and we just begin to play, our, and Dublin will bring out the best. Of, no question about it. I think next Sunday you will see a different um, uh, you know, psychological aspect to a game because Dublin had, uh, traditionally bring out the best of this group in the last number of years. and I expect it will next Sunday will it be? or next Saturday. Will it be good enough? I don't know.
1: It's the million dollar question but at least we have a, in a further week to prepare for and same too for James Horan and his side to get all of the fine tuning in place for that All-Ireland Final. John Mohan thanks a million for joining us here on the Saturday Sports Show and enjoy the weekend's action.
0: Thank you very much Stephen, bye bye.
1: Former Mayo boss there and current Offaly manager John Mohan joining us here on the Saturday Sports Show to give his view on the upcoming All-Ireland Final. Alright, just before we head off to an ad. Break,